Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I am back from Vegas. I survived media and radio row in Vegas. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about the thing we talk about best, and that's the Titans. I'm here with my boy Vinny tonight. South can't make it. Sammy, you know the deal. Start us up. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL. And he just took her to the house. The Sickest Tennessee Titans Podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. No, 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 no. We have to give props where props are due. Props to the sick team and everyone who does work behind the scenes, Sammy and Nilo, Juliana, the whole sick team, all the sick pods, but a special shout out to the man of the hour. Here, we'll give him him a manning ovation. (laughs) Appreciate it. Gary put it on the map, the sick podcast. He met T. Higgins. The video blew up. Five million views between all the Different retweets and posts and, you know, phenomenal job. You you sounded better than I thought you would, to be honest. Very calm, Man. cool, collected. You hid the, the accent pretty well. It comes out and talk a lot, you know. But um and uh but congratulations, man. That was awesome. We're we're more than happy for you. And um hopefully it leads to big things with the uh the sick podcast. But I'll tell you what, you might have scared those Cincinnati Bengals with that interview. Oh, I definitely did. They now that all of a sudden that they're talking now about they, franchise they, and tagging him. Now they want to franchise T. Higgins all because because Jared, you know, uh, his his interview. So Jared single handedly scared a billion dollar franchise. So props <laughs> to you for that. Put that on your resume. But welcome back. Um, glad to have you back. But tell us tell us about Vegas, man. How was it? Dude, first of all, getting into the Mandalay Bay after getting out of the airport is an absolute maze. It took me about a half hour in total. And Nello's texting me, where the hell are you? I didn't even know where the hell you got to go up and down and over and around and walk a mile to get media credentials to go back this way, to go back down security, to come back up and get into media media row. But once you're in there, it's like I open the door and it's like, oh, my God, like you dream of it when you're a little kid, if you even want to go there uh, to cover an event like that and to cover – even to talk to athletes like I did, man, Kurt Warner, Matt Hasselback, Chris Sims, Chris Johnson, T. Higgins. Um, you turn left, right, all over the place. There's stars all over the place. Dr. Oz was there. Bobby Flay was there. The Bella Twins were there. You know, Kay Adams. Everybody you can imagine is sitting there. And literally, they're at a podcast right next to you. 
um, down down the road, you're just you're bumping into somebody, Brian Baldinger. Hey, how are you? Hey, Brian, how are you? You know, it's it's like no one's like scummy, even though you know some people may be. You know, I'm not going to touch on names, but um, some people are. But mostly, it's like a dream come true as a kid, or or, or somebody like us. You know, who would have thought that? You know, coming into this, you know, as Titan fans, we said, hey, we wanted to you know do a podcast. We get picked up by the sick podcast. Thankfully for them, absolutely blessed that we're here because you know being with them, meeting them in person the first time. Um, this last past weekend for the Super Bowl, you know, I was kind of nervous going there. Just to, I had no idea what to expect, especially you know for me, you and Sal. You know, Sal is the most outspoken one. You know, I'm kind of in. The, I'm kind of in the middle. And then, like when you go there, you know, you get you get handed a mic and you just say go, and uh, you try to find somebody. You sit down at a podcast. First thing I I, I sat there. AC goes, hey, um, you ready? I said, yeah, I'm ready. You know, I was a little nervous. I'm not going to tell him that. You know, because you got to get the jitters out. But as soon as we look over, we started walking, bumping the Jim Y. Jim Y. Hey. You want to do a podcast? Sure, no problem. We go right there. Boom, sitting at a table 15 minutes into you know Las Vegas. I'm doing a podcast with, with uh Jim Wyatt. First of all, shout out Jim Wyatt, one of the nicest guys you can ever meet. He is huge in person. I thought oh, he was like my size. Forward. He's a big dude. Jim big Wyatt's guy. a big dude. Yeah, big wow. dude, well respected. And uh that whole weekend we were there. Did he remember? Like, did, did he remember he, us? He remembered us. He remembered coming on. He, he he said it on the podcast as well. But that whole weekend after I seen him, it was a respectful wave. Hey, how are you? You know, and uh, same thing with Jared Stillman. Stillman, Stillman was there. Um, you know, he shouted us on the podcast as well for getting the interview. So did oh, um, yep. so so did three HL. You know, respecting the hustle. They they um, you know, Jared actually we we went over there to squash some beef because somebody said you know he was stealing our work and he said absolutely not. I credited them and I said you know it's you know stuff on the internet can get misconstrued. I just wanted to show face, introduce ourselves, and you know he gave us the card, so he he wants to come on the show as well. So I mean, we we met a lot of great contacts, man. Absolutely. A lot of great contacts. Well, uh, it was it was awesome. I and as far as Sal being outspoken, I don't believe that that that's that's fake news, Sal. Calm, cool, collected at all times. But that's also a very sick, no pun intended, sick shirt you got going on there. Now I'm going to have to get them to ship me one. Uh, question for you, though. How short is Anillo in person? How short is Anillo in person? He's probably dying laughing right now in the background. <laughs> he is advertised as he is. He's got his bowling okay. shoes. I know you busted his balls on the bowling shoes. shoes. Yep. He said he's never taken those off. Those are the good luck ones. So, AC, next time we're we're available with each other, you're bringing those shoes. I don't care what anybody says. Those are the good luck shoes. Brought a ton of luck uh, this weekend, last weekend for us in Vegas. So, uh, But, AC, he's he's got the average Italian size. Yeah, yeah. We usually don't come any taller than maybe 5'9". Sal's definitely got some, uh, I don't know, man. He's got some Slovenian in his blood or something. He's 6'3", or whatever he is. Um, but that's awesome, man. Very happy for you. Of us, course, us, uh, us, us, us. Yes, yes, yes. I'll, yes. Take, I'll, take, the cre- I'll take the credit for a take, lot of it. But take you know the what? credit, bask in it, because, you know, I'm, I'm sure um, when you saw your name pop up on, uh, what's his name, Dove? Dove Cleman, you know, when, yeah. when you tell, walk us through that, when you saw walk, well, first off, walk us through the, the interview with T Higgins. Did you see him just go up to him? Um, was it set up? Uh, and then when you saw the tweet with him, cause he's got a quarter million followers. Um, when you saw him retweet uh, your interview with him and then tag the sick podcast 
um, in it. What was your reaction? Just walk us through that whole thing. So that whole thing was uh, where our booth was set up. We were set up kind of by FanDuel, which is right by Kay Adams, and they were on the Kay Adams show. So Sammy and me were sitting over there, and uh, we were watching it, and we were hawking because he wanted a picture with T. Higgins too, and I had the mic ready to go for just, you know, a couple questions. So yeah. as they come off, as they come off, how it is, it's kind of like cutthroat over there because they have PR people all around them. Hey, sorry, we can't do this right now. You know, we're running on a tight schedule because if they're going on live TV or if, they, if they're got to go somewhere for another podcast, understandable. So I'm not, I'm not mad about that, but um, Sammy, Sammy got a picture, I think there or no, I think they said no to the picture there. So we followed them to, to uh, bounty where they were getting sponsored and then they were doing a bunch of stuff. So they were there for about an hour. So, you know, Sammy was watching over there. I was watching AC. Everybody was watching over there when they came down. I told them I need to get this interview for us because this is going to be huge. This was the one thing. And this was after Kurt Warner. I filmed Kurt Warner. Uh, prior to that, wait, wait, very for cool him. guy, by the way, gave you time. Very, gave you very a thorough cool. answer. Didn't bullshit your, answers his, his answers for your questions yeah but. he was he, he was very cool i don't know if the whole video got um got posted but i did once we stopped at the booth where he was supposed to be going i'll get back to the t higgins after but once we got back to the booth where he stopped and he stopped the uh will levis question i asked him what was the most embarrassing moment i don't know if you guys seen yeah that. i did see that i did see all right that. so his he was pretty cool about that so him falling off the treadmill that was pretty cool but if you notice in that video really quick if you're gonna look back at anybody's listening i was shaking in that video because i was standing i next did to i did see your hand a little bit I was I was standing next to a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I switched the mics from my right to my left, and uh, but listen, he is one of the best guys apologize. ever. Did he apologize uh, for beating our squad in the Super Bowl? I didn't. I didn't even tell him that, dude. It was so hard pressed. So once we were done with that interview, we ran right over to the T Higgins thing. I seen him come over there, and they were throwing like this, you know, the bounty into like a circle thing. And when he when he was standing there, he didn't have his PR people. I said, "Hey T, when you're done, can I get two questions real quick?" He said, "Yeah, two questions." I said, no problem. So he finished. I grabbed him. Nobody knew the question that I was going to ask. And I don't even think I can't. It came two seconds real quick. I wanted to ask him about the Callahan situation. And then once that's why there was that long pause with him, because I didn't even tell him I'm talking about the Titans, Brian Callahan, nothing. That's why I was that long pause, because he was like, oh, shit, like, is this the way it's going to go? So yeah. I asked him and I said, I needed this interview. As soon as I asked those questions, I knew it was going to blow up. AC stopped filming. He, he fucking pushed me. He goes, that is absolutely huge. And from that point on, nicest guy in the world too, by the way. Shout out T. Higgins. He is nice as hell. And Jamar Chase, he's nice too. But T. Higgins, we, you know, TA free agency. We want him on the Titans. Nice as hell. But as soon as that happened and Dove um, retweeted that and put that on his page, I said, damn, dude, this is gonna this is gonna blow up good for us. You know, it's gonna credit the sick podcast. It's gonna uh, credit you know sick pod talking Titans as well. Um, you know, boost everything just to know that everybody knows that hey, us three guys we're, we're not working um, and doing this. You know, just just because we love the Titans, we love bringing the content to you guys, and, and we're gonna we're gonna be here for the for the near future. So we're we're not going anywhere, and we're just gonna keep coming with the content. And we're going to keep coming with the guests because we met a lot of people out there, a lot of contacts. So um, the best is yet to come for the Sick Pod Talking Titans, in my opinion. So, though, when what were you doing when you saw that uh, Kleeman or Kleiman, whatever his name is, no disrespect, I'm un unsure of it. But when he posted the video and tagged the Sick Pod in it and you saw yourself in this video, what was your reaction? Were you eating food to put it out? No, nah, no. We were just we were, we were you just call your wife? No, we, she's not on Twitter like that. But um, 
I'm sure, like everybody, all my friends were saying the same thing. All your thing. buddies were texting you, I'm sure. They were getting the alerts and everything. Sort of like, oh, my God, dude. Like, because no one really knew, you know, right away. I just said I interviewed T. Higgins. They didn't see anything right away because I didn't yeah. I didn't want to post it um, on on my page myself. I wanted to post it on, on the Titan, on our page, on Talking Titans. So, no, I just said I interviewed him. But once that happened, I was like, we were just walking around trying to grab interviews. And we're like, holy shit, you know, Dove and. JP Football, I think, um, picked it up too as well. I yeah, think yeah, there was a handful of people. So, and then you got all the love, or we got all the love, I should say, that you laid the groundwork for on the podcast where they, you know, shouted us out. And then even yeah. the people who tried to steal your work, you know, me and Sal did a good job of saying, listen, we're going to cite sources here or what? Because, you know, we love the I, fact that C. Higgins wants to come here, but let's credit the man who got the interview. So. Yeah, that I, was awesome, yeah. man. That, that was I was so happy for you, dude. I was literally driving, and I shouldn't do this, but a lot of people do. They're on their phone a lot sometimes with their lights and shit. And I was at a light, and I popped up. Uh, I pulled up Twitter, and I don't follow Cleveland. I, I did. I do now, but at the time I didn't. But I see his stuff all the time come up on my page, and it was after you had sent us the video. And then I was scrolling, and I said, "No fucking way!" I literally pulled over and was like, "Holy shit!" Texted you, congratulated you. I mean, that was huge. I think it's still getting views. I think it, that video in and of itself is close to 600,000 views, I want to say. Yeah. Did you lose me there? Can you hear me? I got you. I lost you there for a second. But I think it generated like almost like over over 5 million views, which is with all pages combined, which is absolutely insane. I mean. Yeah, it is nuts. I mean, listen, if, uh, you know. It just goes to show a little bit of hard work, a little bit of moxie, you know, any, anything awesome. possible. Yeah. Awesome. So good, good for you. Um, I was so happy for you. I was texting my buddies. I was right. As soon as I got home, I told my fiance, I was like, you guys, you're not going to believe this. Not that she knows anything about the Titans or, you know, <laughs> but I explained to her, I'm like, this guy's got a quarter million followers. He tweeted the video. Jared's in it. He tagged the podcast. Like, you know, I think we yeah, picked was, up some subscribers and some followers as well. Um, yeah, so I mean, that like I said, right, right then and there, like we're not, we're not, we're not full of it, man. We're like I said, yeah. we're here for the long run. Yeah. We're coming with the, we're coming with the content even, even more this year. Like we got stuff lined up. So we'll, who we'll is see, your we'll biggest? See. Who is your biggest? Holy shit! I'm seeing them in person moment. Oh man. Uh, if you had to pick one, or you can give a top three, no particular order. Because um, I mean, you could say, I mean, we've we've had Jim, we've had Jim Wyatt on the show. I mean, we've had talking about football. You talking about football? I'm talking about in like general. Radio personnel. I'm talking about in general. You know, it could have been, uh, you know, Bobby Flay. If you're a, a big cooking yeah, guy, I don't. I know. mean, just just Who in general, your biggest, your biggest general names, uh, Pat McAfee. Because I'm a big fan of Pat McAfee, Kay Adams, obviously. But if we're gonna go with, like football players wise, um, Cam Newton, maybe one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He's enormous. Rob Gronkowski was another one, man, a big fan of him. He is advertised just the way he is, a clown, humongous, um, just walking through sets and just yelling at people. Clown in a good way, Gronk. We didn't mean to call you yes, a clown. Yes, clown in a very good way. Just walking through sets, yourself, Gronk. screaming. And, um, oh, you saw uh, Warren Moon. I did see that. I did see Warren Moon. Um, Legend. Legend. Yep. He was cool. And then um, – just, just a lot, just a lot of people, man. I was. It's not like you're starting. Start, I saw Emmett Smith. He was sitting next to us on a podcast, um, close by. But um, I guess when you're in that moment, you kind of have to put your childish fanboy aside, um, or struck reaction to aside yeah. and compartmentalize and realize, yeah, yeah, it's cool I, yeah exactly. You got to, you know, 
that you are one of them. Essentially, you are part of that media day, that media week. You know, um, so shout out to you for keeping your calm. Um, you know, that was that was awesome. But you you got to meet some people. Great contacts. Hopefully, picked up some more sponsors. You know, your boy <laughs> get married in a couple weeks. Um, but that's awesome, man. So I, I'm I'm more than happy for you and um, the whole team and glad that uh you know you got to experience that and hopefully next year sal and i can come out as well yeah absolutely it would be insane if we had all three of us you know each corner surrounded you know oh, grab mics and everything but uh enough of the vegas talk a lot of stuff that broke down with the titans while we were in while i was in vegas and then since this whole week has happened we've hired an offensive coordinator nick holes and denard wilson um, did you watch any of their press conferences what, what was your thoughts on that and how they're going to bring that nastiness to the defense um, well, I'm, I'm a bit familiar with the court, the defensive coordinator that we brought in because he was on Philadelphia staff for a mm-hmm. little bit, and I live um, 15 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Um, and I'm familiar with him. My brother actually texted me and said, you're going to like this guy. He was with the Eagles. A lot of people wanted him to get promoted from within when they promoted uh, Desai. Um, but he said, you're going to love this guy. He's a great defensive mind. Um, as far as the offensive coordinator, you know, I, I said it before, not to say that um, Callahan wants a yes man, but he's going to want someone that he thinks that thinks the same way he does. Someone yep. who's not going to he can, you know, bounce ideas off of someone whose opinion he respects, but also someone who's going to kind of be his right man, right hand man. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know much about him, so I'm not going to pretend like I do. But um, I was very happy with the um, defensive coordinator hire our our um our defense needs work, especially on the back end. I know his specialty um is as a secondary coach. I know that he that's the role he had in Baltimore, I'm pretty sure. So I'm more than happy to have um, you know, him on our staff because we do still have some pieces on that defense that, you know, you can work with. Jeffrey Simmons, uh Roger McCreary. Um, we'll see what happens uh otherwise in the linebacking core and in the secondary, but a guy like that, you love to see. I'm, I'm very happy with the staff that we put together. He, he yeah, brought seriously. his father, he brought his father in, which was huge. Um, Teron Davenport, a friend of the show, um, an ESPN insider for the Titans, spoke the world of him and said, "Man, if he can get his father to come with him, man, that's his." Not only is it a great hire because he's a great coach, but that is the position group that we need to fine tune more than anything else, in my opinion, even more than receiver. Because if you have a decent offensive line, you can with a quarterback like Will Levis who can throw the ball um, from any angle on the field, you know you can make up for that lack of um, talent at the receiver position. But when you don't have an offensive line and your quarterback don't have time to throw, I mean it's all for nothing. So the fact that he was able to well shout out the Browns for allowing them to yeah. let him leave and come coach for his son, um, that's awesome. But it seems like it's a group knowledge bill callahan's been in the league forever um denard wilson i believe his name is the defensive coordinator been in the league forever so it seems like we have a young head coach who put together a staff of well-respected people that have been in the league for a while and i'm i'm looking forward to it we we've not to get ahead of myself but it seems like we've we we got the head coaching hire right which is yet to be seen of course but from what we're hearing he is um you know, highly regarded in the league, and he put together a staff that I think is going to be um, 
at the end of the day, workforce, and and, and it's going to be a respected unit um, from the offensive line coach to the defensive coordinator to the offensive coordinator. I think we put together a staff that, you know, is going to be well-respected and um, put their nose to the grindstone and hopefully turn this thing around sooner rather than later. So, listen, we can talk to our blue in the face about who we hire and how happy we are, but until we see the product on the field, it's neither here nor there. Next step is the combine, obviously, um, but then we know free agency starts – Soon after, yeah. Soon after that. So my question is for you. Um, obviously, you know your thoughts on the hires at the um, coordinator positions and the position coaches. Um, your thoughts on that, but also your thoughts on who you think we're going to really target in free agency, considering it looks like you scared the Bengals into franchise tagging T. Higgins. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because that was going to be my question to you. So I'm glad we're going to talk about that. But just to touch on the Brian Callahan and everything. You know, the, the uh, Bill Callahan situation as well. Talked to a lot of people, Chris Sims, Matt Hasselbeck, Brian Baldinger. They all absolutely, three of them were shocked that Mike Vrabel was not still the head coach off camera, even though um, Baldinger and Matt Hasselbeck said it on camera. Chris Simmons said it off camera that he was shocked. and uh, But they had high, high praise for Brian Callahan, especially him bringing his father in, who is one of the best coaches in general in the NFL. So um, they, they say he brings what he brings to a team and an offense is going to be uh, very nasty, like T. Higgins said, in the spread uh, version of the offense. So it's going to help Will Levis develop a lot going into year two, which is I'm very happy for. So just to hear that from NFL guys, you know, guys that actually played in the NFL and have connections in the NFL, it's actually huge to hear that as a fan of the Titans because – we don't know what we really have in Will Levis. It's only been nine games. You know, now we need a developer. And who who's better to do that than Brian Callahan, who's been with Peyton Manning and Matthew Stafford and Derek Carr and now, you know, Joe Burrow. Um, and now the father is going to lay the foundation in front of him, you know, for the line. Uh, so I'm excited with that. And like I said, Nick Holes is just, uh, you know, his buddy, and he's going to be the call sheet guy. And he's going to be the, you know, the not the necessarily the play caller, but a guy to lean on him. So, yeah, so, absolutely. yeah not, a, not a yes man because we want to give him more respect to yeah. that. Um, but he's going to be a guy who's going to be, like you said, his right-hand man who's going to, you know, bounce ideas off of one another. But he's also exactly. going to be the wrong Yeah. Exactly. You there, Ben? Someone lost somebody. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I, I I lost you there for a second. But um, yeah, like like Holes is going to be that guy for him just to just to lean on, and they're going to you know piggyback off each other. And, and if the Wilson, Wilson, good, he probably won't be here too long. You know, and, and, yeah, and that, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, that means your offense is humming. Yeah, exactly. Oh, listen. Ho- hopefully, and uh, Denard Wilson touch on him. Like you said, everybody loved him. All the players that he was with, Den- uh, Darius Slay. You know, defensive back um, for the Eagles Eagle. said that he should have been a defensive coordinator a long time ago for his show. And for him showing that he wants to be here, this is where he wanted to be, is huge, yeah. man. So, so that's saying something, you know, whether he likes Caleb Farley, he sees something in him because he said, we're going to play something different here. We're going we're going to play man and we're going to yeah. be in your face. So, I mean, sometimes we really didn't play man here on the Rabel. We, our, our cornerbacks were, were back seven to eight yards sometimes, and, and, and we weren't playing press a lot. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with him. So, you know, he's an X's and O's guy. I hope he hits the ground running and plays a nasty style of defense. Um, to touch on the free agency now, um, 
I was thinking about this all day. I was thinking about it on the plane there because I really wanted to ask somebody that. But now, you know, with with tampering, you, like Jim White can't talk about it. And, and, and some other guys like players, if you talk to a player, God forbid you ran into somebody over there like for T. Higgins. I asked him, do you want to go to Tennessee? How would well, you tampered the hell out of T. Higgins? I love it. I, I can't tamper the hell out of it because I don't work for the team. So I can ask away. But, exactly. But who I would go after if no nobody is going to be tagged? For devil, play devil's advocate, they tag T. Higgins. What's our next best bet? I would love, I would love honestly, because there's no sexy offensive lineman uh, coming out this year. That's going to be your first guy. You have to give it to like Snead or something. Yeah. You have to go cornerback, and you have to solidify the back end of that defense as well. I mean, even if the Chiefs do try to um, uh, tag him, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe you go after like a Tyler Boyd type guy. I don't know if they want to go Mike Evans right away. To me, I would go like a veteran, a veteran slot kind of guy. With which I love Mike Evans. I I don't think that he fits right now. With we have Hopkins. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So why would you pay him? And Mike Mike Evans is gonna. Command top dollar as he should, future first yeah. ballot Hall of Famer. But we can't have all that money tied up between you know him and Hopkins. Um, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be mad if they signed him. I just don't see it as the move. I think Tyler Boyd is much more reasonable and financially feasible. It's a five dollar word right there. A few people out there, um, but I think he he'll, he'll go on a short deal, maybe a two year, eighteen twenty million dollar deal, nine ten million a year. Um, where he gives himself um, an opportunity to cash in again after a short-term deal. And let's be honest. I mean, the fact, the reason why we get sometimes free agents and coaches, Nashville is one of the hottest cities in the country. Yeah, man. It's a fun city. You can't not have fun, country music or not. I've been there a few times. Um, it's a lot of fun. And it's a state that has no uh, income tax. So obviously your money's taxed elsewhere, but you do save a chunk of change with the no state income tax in the state of Tennessee. So um, we'll always be a selling point, um, in my opinion. And now we have hopefully a franchise quarterback. So I, I would love to see someone like T. Higgins, obviously. But if not him, Tyler Boyd would be great. Sneed, I would write a blank check to. Um, just like you said, to get back to that old physical style of defense that we were so used to. We might lose our identity offense. Not lose our identity, but change our identity offensively. Defensively, I'd love to see that old school, excuse me, Cortland Finnegan, Kyle yeah. Vandenbosch, Albert Hainsworth, where it is uh, Keith Bullock, in your face, nasty defense, yep. you know, not afraid to throw hands if need be. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, maybe, I guess it's all contingent too on what we plan on doing in the draft, but maybe we sign one of the big, uh, isn't there a couple tackles that are free agents? Offensive. Yeah, but then it's not it's not like crazy, crazy, like top of the market kind of guys. You know, they, yeah. they could be like top 25 and, you know, 24th. Yeah. But, you know, those are plug-and-play guys that actually could make a difference in this league, especially with Bill Callahan now. There. And just because we have all this money, too, I don't think we should spend it recklessly. I don't think no. we should hand out money just to hand it out. I, you saw a team like the Bears do that last year, giving out money to a bunch of free agents um, who might have not been exactly worth it. And although their their record was a little better than it was the year prior, you know, they didn't see the turnaround that they really had hope for. So I don't want to spend money recklessly. I don't think that's Rand's MO. Um, I know he's an analytics guy, so he's going to try to find value where it is. Um, but do you think, here's a question for you. I know we got to get off soon. Do you think we re sign someone like Aziz Al Shair? 
I think that we should re-sign him. He played a key factor, and he's the typical uh, linebacker uh, in this day and age in the NFL. I think they try to pair him up with somebody mm-hmm. in free agency because Jack Campbell and all, all the rest of the guys that we had um, on this roster just really didn't cut it, and I think that um, – played a factor i mean you know you can crucify me all you want in in the comments you know jack gimmons yes statistically he looked great but theoretically do you really want him as your as your every down linebacker mm. you you want i would love like a green law i mean he's he's contracted by the you know the um he ain't playing next year yeah i know that was that was hard, hard shame, for a fan. but you're not going to get it you're not going to trade for a guy like that but we maybe have to find a guy like that in the draft yeah. or maybe we trade one so i'm not i'm not ruling out any trades Here's my bold. I have a couple bold predictions here because I'm a bipolar Titans fan, as you are and you are. I'm not talking. I'm talking about you, and I'm talking about the the, the everybody watching with Sal and shit with the bipolar stuff. We're all we're all bipolar Titan fans. So what I'm saying is, don't rule out a trade here, whether it be for a veteran lineman, a veteran receiver, or or a veteran defensive type kind of guy. But also another bold prediction. This is why I call myself bipolar is because I was out. I'll be the first one to admit it. I'll tell you when you know I'm out on somebody. I was the first guy out on Traylon Burke. Okay. Coming into this now, does it give you like does your gears start turning as a Titans fan to say, hey, he was under um Tim Kelly, he was under Todd the other uh, Todd Downing with Mike Vrabel. Maybe they kind of ruined him, took him out of that play style that he was in. And now mm-hmm. Brian Callahan's coming in here and saying, We're gonna put the guys in the right position to succeed with their best at. So maybe. I was all the way out on him. I'm going to say I'm 10% back in. I'm not going to give him anything crazy. I'm 10% back in on Traylon Burks because you know why? We kind of need him. He was a first-round receiver who we desperately need. Maybe if they put him in the right situation and in a situation for him to succeed, you know, and, and, and crossers instead of just running fades and, and um, you know, running uh, routes to just, you know, have people drag with him and everything, maybe Brian Callahan finds a way to get him the ball and more involved in this offense. So, I mean – that's that's a bold prediction for me. I I tend to agree with you somewhat. I think a lot of knee-jerk reactions with him this year were, you know, forget this guy. He was a wasted pick. And I think we still unfairly compare him to A.J. Brown um, yeah. because he was our pick to replace him, and he has not lived up to that draft status where we picked him, I think, 18th overall at all. But I'll tell you what, he's not going anywhere. No. He's in the third year of a four-year deal. We pay those those first-round picks get paid just about their whole salary up front. So we are keeping him for next to nothing, and he has shown flashes. The giant catch he had at the game I was at week two against the Chargers, maybe the best throw at Tannehill's career where he just ran a straight nine route, and it kind of changed the momentum of the game a little bit. The Green Bay game last year – the catch against Philly last year where he made the catch and then was knocked out of the game, but still to go up there and catch the ball like that. Uh, the way we saw him in training camp just taken over. The potential is there. If this wasn't a make-or-break year for him with this past year, this year definitely is. Um, you know, I, I'm not here. Listen, I, I'm don't be ex- don't expect much and you won't be disappointed. You know, you, yeah. you expect the world, sometimes you're let down. So Let's take it for a grain of salt and, um, you know, wish nothing but the best for the guy. But until he now proves it, unfortunately, there's not much we can expect out of him. It's it's one of those I'll believe it when I see it situations. Um, I wouldn't call that the hottest of hot takes, though, because you've seen 
you know, players take a few years to come into their own. Like you said, he was playing for Tim Kelly, lame duck, playing for Todd Downing, lame duck, playing for Mike Vrabel, defensive coach. So maybe this new, young, innovative, offensive-minded head coach that we have will pay dividends for him. You, you never really know. I would love to see him play like a T. Higgins type to, you know, DeAndre Hopkins number one. You know, if if Hopkins is Jamar chasing this offense, then I would love to see Traylon Burks play that T. Higgins type role. So, um, so time out real quick. Now, it, let, let's say, you know, T. Higgins basically is not coming this year. He's going to get tagged. Um, but it's not if it's when he comes. So the following year, you know, um, you know, you know, he's coming home. I had a sense of it when I when I interviewed him. He I mean, smiled. He's he straight up, even even off camera, even off camera. He said, you know, obviously, he said it's ideal. Uh, you yeah. know, to come home, play by family, it's ideal. So it's not if it's when. Okay, so I'll take credit for that when that comes. Absolutely. But, but, but besides that, now. You know, we're talking about receivers. What's your take on Brandon Ayuk and Juan Jennings? What about a whole different wide receiver room? Instead of NWY, you implug Juan Jennings, who had a fantastic um, game in the Super Bowl, and now you have a, a disgruntled Brandon Ayuk who wants out and who is eligible to be out unless they tag him as well. You know, do you go after him? I think Juan Jennings would be perfect for a Mike Vrabel type, you know, a nasty receiver who likes to block downfield. Um, in an expanded role where he is given the opportunity to have the ball in his hands, I think he shared in that Super Bowl that you know he can be productive. Um, I don't want to overpay for him for the right price. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't mind him on this team. Uh, as far as Brandon Ayuk, I, I don't know. I like, I do like him a lot. Um, but as far as paying him top tier money, I, I don't want to do that. I think we can allocate our assets um, financially in other positions. Um, if we're going to go after a receiver, I'd rather pay Tyler Boyd probably two years, 18, 19 million, than you know, give Brandon Ayuk 15, 20 million a year, which is what I think he'll command. Um, but we'll see. I'm not going to be mad at any upgrade we make at the position, but, um, I, I don't see Juwan Jennings as a, as a, as a, a game breaker needle mover, as Sal likes to say. Um, I think he's a nice complimentary piece to an offense. Yeah, I'm not saying game changer. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, listen, and all these guys have the Rand ties, the Rand San Fran ties. So bringing in someone like that um, would not surprise me in, in the least bit. Um, but to be honest with you, I'd rather us pay someone like Tyler Boyd a short-term deal than, you know, invest in IUK for three to five years for – 12 15 million a year which is what i'm assuming he'll command something around that um you know plus i don't like the shit i mean you can't control everybody but his fiance being like i hate when spouses and fathers and mothers and open up their mouth it's a distraction and i don't want any of that um you can't control you know what your girlfriend or your wife or your fiance or your father or your mother or your brother might say but like I don't even want – I want more of like a quiet, I'm going to put my head to the grindstone and, and and work hard and be quiet, and I'll make sure that the people that are around me are quiet and don't stir up any bullshit because, you know, you see what, what Ayuk's, you know, girlfriend or fiancé went on Twitter and or Instagram and said, like, oh, we're done, this, that, whatever with this team. Like, you know, I don't want any of that. And not to say that that's going to come with him, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be – I wouldn't be knocking on his door to sign him, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel about it. He's a he's a above average player. I don't think he's a great player, but
but for the money he's going to command on the open market, um, I, I don't, I don't think he's worth it in my opinion. We have, you know, a glaring need at the offensive line, a glaring need in the secondary, a glaring need at the linebacker position, um, a glaring need on the defensive line position. Should we lose the Nico Autry? Should Harold Landry become a cap casualty? A lot of different um, other ways we can spend our money. Um, before we close up for the night, well, actually, first I'll give you a chance at that question. What do you? How open would you be to someone like you know a, a Tyler Boyd, Jennings, IU type player? I would not. That would not bother me whatsoever. Any three of those uh, players, uh, I know I'm not going to spend twenty to twenty five million dollars on any any one of them. So if it, if it commands a good number and Juan Jennings can replace uh, Nick Westbrook Aquina. I think that's a slight upgrade in that. And also he would be coming back home as well because he played his college football in Tennessee. Um, <clears throat> Brandi- Brandon Ayuk, I think he had 1,300 yards this year or somewhere damn near yeah, close to it. Good receiver. Good receiver. So um, he can definitely be a complimentary piece, especially you have him and then you bring alongside uh, T. Higgins next year. You have two fantastic wide receivers and you still have Tajay Spears in the backfield who you're paying next to nothing. On uh, a three, uh, on is going to be his third year going into next year, yep. not this year, next year going forward. And you still have Will Levis under contract as well with that rookie deal. So, uh, I mean, that could be the play that they go that way. But uh, before we get into your last question, I just want to throw one more question at you as well. Uh, a lot of talks around Derrick Henry this offseason. I tried asking Chris Johnson the question. He doesn't really know which direction they're going to go. If they're going to rebuild, they're going to retool. If they should resign him, they, he said they should just to keep him as a lifer on the team. If they don't re-sign Derrick Henry, do you think Tajay Spears can be a three-down back for us? And do you, how do you see the Titans uh, complementing him? With do you, do you see them going after like Gus Edwards in free agency? Do you see them drafting a uh, running back in Blake Corum in the later rounds, or even estimate the Notre Dame running back as well? How do you see that the running back room um, looking if Derrick Henry is not a Titan no more? Well, I Tim can't believe I'm going to say this because I'm staring at his signed jersey on my wall, but I do yeah. not think we're going to re-sign him nor do I think we should. I think we have turned the page on the old style of Titans football. If they did resign him, listen, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not. He is arguably the best running back in the history of our franchise. We've had a lot of great ones. He's a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. But I just think that his time is time is up. So the heart, my heart, always wants him to see him in two-tone blue. It will pain me as much as it will pain you and Sal and AC and Sammy to see him in another team's colors, but that's part of the business. I don't think we resign him. I wouldn't mind someone like a Gus Edwards or bring him back a Dante Foreman in free agency, but I think Rand Carthon hit a home run with Tajay Spears in the third round. He comes from a team in San Fran till that until they traded for McCaffrey plug and played a lot of different running backs. Clearly, he knows what he's doing at that position. Rand was a running back. He has history bringing in guys that fit the system in San Fran. He drafted Tajay Spears. I don't think we go spend, um, you know, any kind of crazy money on a running back. Uh, I think we draft one in the mid to late rounds to complement Tajay Spears. Tajay is dynamic as all hell. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. Yes, he's a little undersized. Nowadays, I feel like you can't – you got to have two of them. You have to. If you're going to run the ball 
30, 25, 30 times. Um, you know, you got to be splitting it between 12 and 15 touches between two backs, in my opinion. They help keep each other fresh. Um, the day of a three-down running back is is kind of over, in my opinion. Um, the style is a little outdated. Uh, so I think we do not re-sign Derrick Henry. If we go after someone in free agency, hopefully it's on a cheap one-year deal, Garcia or Dante Foreman for $3, 4000000 million. But my heart of hearts thinks that Rand Carthon has a knack at finding good running backs that fit um, his system, and I think he's going to do that again. Although I think Blake Corum is not going to slip past probably the third round because I think Jim Harbaugh is going to bring his boy with him to the Chargers because Eckler's gone. They need a back. I think if Quorum's there in the third round, they take him. Wouldn't be mad if the Titans got him. Yeah. Before I, you know, I'll stop my rant. But, yes, I think we get a running back um, in the draft, not free agency. But I wouldn't be opposed if the right deal um, presents itself with a player like Gus Edwards or Dante Foreman. All right, there you have it. I mean, uh, we're going to wrap up. And uh, just, just before we're going to wrap up, I'm just going to show you some more um, pictures in Vegas. But, but before we do that, I went to the jewelry store out there, and I, I bought some bling, man, just, just because everybody else does it in Vegas. I had to get the I had to get the big Vegas, you know, chain. Wow. You know, for wow. the Super Bowl. And now Jared. about a quarter million dollars now that I'm big over there in Vegas, you know. <laughs> I, had, I had to get the big chain out there. So, Sammy, throw some pictures up from Vegas again so everybody can see it. That was me and the boy Adam Rank hustled hard. He had everybody at the table. Dr. Oz, Carrot Same Tom, hairstyle as AC. Yeah, same hairstyle as AC. Matt Hasselback, we ran into a great guy. Um, also, Tom Palacero, man. Now we're the inside. How are we doing, cuz? We have, we have the insight in the NFL. Not really anymore, but great guy in Tom Palacero. Um, obviously, Chris Johnson. That was another starstruck. That was another. Looking man. a little quick in retirement. He, I respect he, he looks like he can still run the ball, man. Oh, but he yeah. another great dude. But I mean, obviously, you saw the T. Higgins one, but the Vegas trip was huge. It put us up. It, it put us on the map even more. A lot of people know us now. A lot of people want to come on the show. Um, we got great things going on uh, for this year, for this upcoming year. I'm sure Sal's going to touch on some things when he gets back. He was uh he couldn't make it tonight. He had to deal with work. Uh, so, Vin, you got anything before we're going to sign out of here? No, nah, man. I'm just sorry that your kids now have to go to community college because you spent their college tuition on a, <laughs> on a game in, in Vegas. But hopefully we got more of that sponsor money rolling in. I brought it up before. I'll bring it up again. You know, come on now. The uh, best got... is yet to come for the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. That's, that's right. So it's been a pleasure to be back with you, sitting back here, Talking Titans, and talking about the Vegas trip. I appreciate you asking. I appreciate you following the journey because we're on this together, and so is Sal. So I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate the people behind the camera. So with that said, we will see you next week. Stay tuned for a lot more guests coming up um, this year uh, in the offseason. So, Sammy, you know the deal. Send us out, baby. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.